Welcome to Love Encounter Faithwork Ministries. I know the Lord has been good to you in every area of your life. At Faithwork, the Lord shall meet your needs according to His riches and glory. Join us this and every Sunday from 10 a.m. for our Sunday service, Wednesday 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. for deliverance and healing service, and on Friday from 6.30 p.m. for our prayer service. Worship with us and the Lord shall supernaturally turn your situation around. Locate Love Encounter Faithwork Ministries at at Adum Abinchi Market area. You can also reach us on our social media platforms on Facebook and Instagram as Erica Say and Love Encounter Faith Walk and on YouTube as Erica Say and Faith Walk Love. Email us at faithworklove at gmail.com. Call us on 0275-888-888. Love Encounter Faith Walk Ministries. Father, you are awesome in this place. We've gathered here in your name, not by our own names, but by your name and by your power. We give reverence to you and we glorify your holy name. We honor you for the great things you've done and you're still doing in our lives, Father God. I pray for those online watching us, Lord. I pray that you open their hearts and their spirits to hear your word. Your word that brings life. Father, I honor you and give her the glory and I give her the praise. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Father, we thank you for bringing us together. Uh, for those of you watching us online, God bless you uh, for listening to us. Thank you that we have been a blessing to your homes, blessing to your offices, blessing some of you even watch us even when you drive. <laughs> we believe the Lord is going to um, transform your life. I believe this is the season that we don't need to put fear in people. What we need to do is put God in people. Not fear, but God. And to approach God, you need faith. Bible says that without faith, it is impossible to please God. So to please God, you have to have faith. To please God, you should have faith. Because he said it is impossible. The word is impossible. And that should be something you should be afraid of. If God says, you will never be pleased in my sight unless you have faith. It means that we always have to have faith. Faith is mandatory. Faith is mandatory. You know, the enemies of man are three. The enemies of man are three. The flesh, the world, and the devil. The flesh, the world, and the devil. And these are the things that are enemies to our faith. Enemies to our faith. And if you are somebody who is who love the world, who love the flesh, and who listen to the dictates of the devil, know that the Bible says that you can never please God. You can't please God. So if you are listening to me, whether you are born again or you are not born again, you need faith. If you are not born again, dedicate your life to Christ right now. And if you dedicate your life to Christ right now, he will put inside of you his spirit. And his spirit will cause you to have the kind of faith that you need so that God can be pleased with you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's, first of all, let's get your Bibles. 
Second Corinthians chapter 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Let's start from verse 15 to 17. Say that. And he died for all. That those who live should live no longer for themselves. But for him who died for them and rose again. <laughs> I like that. He said that. And he died for all. That those who live should live no longer for themselves. But for him who died for them and rose again. Therefore, from now on, regard no man hmm, according to the flesh. Even though we have known Christ according to the flesh. Yet, we now know him thus no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creature. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord for his word. He said he died. Yes, we are. No, we are not saved. And die so that those that live will not live for themselves. And Jesus was saying so many things that those who live for themselves, they die. Those who live according to the one that dies on the cross shall live. And he said that if you are trying to, if you read Luke 17, 23, if you are trying to save yourself, you lose it. And the scripture here, 2 Corinthians 15, 5.15 was confirming that for those he died for all, that those that live might not live for themselves, but live for the one who died. So your life is no longer your own. You don't own yourself. You don't own your body. Now your body now belongs to somebody. Hallelujah. Amen. You don't belong to yourself. Now your body now, God, Christ died. And he left. He said, when I go, I come back and live inside of you. So that the things that I was doing on earth, I will do it through you. I don't know if I'm making sense. He said that I'm leaving. But the world needs Jesus. Now, I don't want people to see one person as the Jesus we are looking for. That, hey, let's say for example, if Jesus was in Israel, the whole world would go to Israel for Jesus. And he said, no, no. No, that's not what I want to do. I will die and resurrect. But when I go, I will bring you the spirit that was at work in me so that you can act like me and do the things I was doing here on this earth and continue with it. So Jesus was not living for himself. That's why he died. He lived for God. He lived for somebody. He lived for his father. So that for us that have accepted him shall also live for him. Not according to our own desires, our own flesh, but according to how he has programmed us to live. Hallelujah. Amen. And he said that. <laughs> Don't live for yourself. Live for Christ. And it's a very big question. And he said that in verse 17. A lot of people talk about if anybody be in Christ, 
He's a new creature. And it's a very common scripture for the New Testament. Man, many people don't even understand what you're talking about. Do you know what it takes to be a new creature? You see, he said, if, the word is if, say, I'm passé, you are in Christ, yeah, then you are a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are new. It means that when you had your old nature, you were having the spirit of the devil at work in you, so you were doing some things in the dictates of the devil. Now you have a nature of Christ living inside of you. And this nature of Christ that is inside of you makes you act like Christ. So you have become a new creature. Peculiar. You are different. You are not like the old times. Hallelujah. You are not like the old times. You are no longer the same person you used to be. Do you know why? Because you have become like Christ. The spirit that was in Christ has come inside of you. It has made you a creature that is not of this world. You see, when Jesus came, why are people going to him for, 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 for solutions? Why? Because they saw him as a different person. He was like a strange human being. Who is this man? Who is even calling himself God? Who is this man? He was a strange person. Why? Because wherever he goes, he was doing good. Wherever he goes, miracles were happening. And he said that, look, I have made you who have been born again like myself. Wow, that's beautiful. No, I don't know if you understand that. You have a nature of God. It means that you represent God on this earth. It means that what God will do is what you do. So if God will not run away from things, you will not run away from things. If God, you know, he said that he didn't give us the spirit of fear because there is no fear in God. That's why for us who have been impacted with God's nature, we do not have fear. But he said that I have given you what? Power, love, some mind. Why? Because we are of God. We are Christ-like. We are God-like. And if we are God-like, there is no fear. At all. No fear. Be bold and confront whatever problem that you are going through. Why? Because Christ lives inside of you. But the problem is that we call ourselves that we are born again. You see, the day you made a declaration, you see, people don't respect vows. That's why married couples, they make vows and they break it. They commit sexual adultery, uh, sexual immorality, because they don't respect their vows. Now, you made a vow from today. I dedicate my life to you. I sacrifice my body to you. But yet, you say it by your lips. Today, I was shocking a certain uh, married, uh, married, uh, married woman. She called me and she said, since I gave birth, the doctor has put me on a blood pressure pill. I was like, wow. And she was asking me, should I continue to take it? 
So I asked her a question. You are married, right? And she said, yes. And I said, you took a vow with your husband to marry her, to marry him for life. And she said, yes. Then I said, okay, if you're looking for something from your husband, and your husband does not give you, would you go to another man for that? And she said, no. And I, I asked the second question. If you're looking for sex from your husband, your husband doesn't give it to you, would you go for another man for, another, for, 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 for sex? And she said, no, I've, I have vowed to God that my body and his body are one. Therefore, if I'm not getting from him, nobody else. Then I asked him, ask her, are you born again? And she said, yes. And I said, did you vow that you have made Jesus your Lord and Savior? And she said, yes. Okay, did you pray about your blood pressure? She said, yes. So what did God tell you? I've not heard anything. So does it mean would you, you go to the arm of the flesh and seek solution because God didn't talk to you? Then she was looking at me like, wow. You see, we, we don't respect the vow that we have with Christ. Because whenever we pray to God and things doesn't go the way we expect it to go, we go the other way to seek help from man. You see, he had been given a pill. And you see, my mom died before 70 years. Why? Because she started taking blood pressure drug at the age of 40. So by the time she was 60, all her stuff, the blood pressure had destroyed her system. So the drugs will manage the situation, but doesn't cure it. But you see, if you don't live for yourself, and you live for Christ, and Christ inhabits your body, he said that if the spirit of him, Romans 8 verse 11, that that raised Christ from the death, if that spirit lives inside of you, he said that it will give life to the body. It means that when there is life, there is no death. There is no sickness. So a body that is fully consecrated to God is not afraid to die. It's not afraid of sickness. Because the body is not for you. The body is for Christ. And if it's for Christ, and Christ indwells in you, and he has given you a mortification, I'll mortify. I'll mortify your mortal bodies and bring life to it. When there is life, Anything death comes near also die. Because when there's life, there's no death. So anything that is contrary to life, when it comes near your body, it must leave. So I told her, so if you have gone to ask sex from another man, and a man sleeps with you, what do you call that? She said, adultery. And I said, do you know that Jesus said that we are the brides. Isn't it? We are his brides. Hallelujah. Amen. We are the brides. He's the groom. And if you're looking for something from the bride and he's delaying, it doesn't mean I have to give him my back. No. 
if God you are not giving it to me, so be it. So you you have been consecrated to God, so be it. Whether you get healed or don't get healed, whether you die or not, die, listen, listen, live by your vow and die by your vow to Christ. You see, people are not looking at this. That's why many Christians are dying. You see, many times, if you were to be a marriage union, you would say you have committed adultery. And it may lead to divorce. Now, we are serving the living God. We claim we have a vow with the Most High God. If we have the Most High God living inside of us, and He said that, I have taken you, I have consumed you, I have given you a new life. And you give your back to Him. You are afraid that this body that does not belong to you but belong to Christ is afraid that you're going to get sick. So you're afraid to shake somebody instead of you giving your life that is inside of you, that spirit, that new crazy coronavirus. Normally, let me tell you, if you're a new creator, your bloodstream, your body has a new system. You've been reprogrammed. There are some things that happen to non New creatures, it shouldn't happen to you. That's so many believers, their neighbors are having cancer, they are also having cancer. Why? Because they are alike. You can, can you imagine Jesus going to the doctors to take some medication every morning to, to sustain his life? What would you think Jesus is? Now, this Jesus is not anywhere. Else. This same Jesus is inside of us. He's right here. Right here. And that's why many believers, they have died spiritually, but they don't know it. Like Saul. Saul never knew that the Holy Spirit has left him. He never knew it. And it is happening to us, the believers, right now. Why? Because we have given our backs to God many times. You ready, Pepper? Two years, let me say, they go to the shrine. You've given your back. And people think that giving your back is only going to the devil. Going to man. You see, speak to God. God says, okay, I'm sick. Father, you have to hear if you're not going to heal me, so be it. And I've done this several times. Let me tell you, some time back, about five years ago, I was in the class. No, it's about, no, about seven years ago. I was in the class. I started having stomach problems. At that time, Kenya didn't have a very good lavatory, so I didn't want to stay there. I didn't want to be in the class, so I jumped into my car and I ran to my office to use the washroom. And it was so bad. As I was coming, I was vomiting at myself in the car. And I got to the place to have to, you know, the, um, just mess up the bathroom. Bad one. And it was a serious case. And my staff was around. They saw my street and the director, Coco Clinic is just right here. Go there. And I said, no, I have prayed. You see, I prayed to the one who owns this body. Your body is vomiting. Your body is pooping. Your body is not comfortable. Therefore, fix it. You see, it was simple, just a walking distance from here to Coco Clinic. I said, I don't go, I've prayed. In a second, everything left me. 
The following day, I was at school again. It came again. This time around, this is what I said. I said, Father, this is your temple. I'm going to stay in this class. I'm not going to drive all the way from campus to this place. This is your temple. If I put on myself and I vomit in this class, you get the same, not me. I'm not going nowhere. Instantly, everything stopped. Why? I'm not myself. Somebody owns this body. Somebody has a responsibility to this body. The person's responsibility is Christ. He knows how. That's why I said your bodies are the temple of the living God. If you defile that body, I will destroy you. And many creatures are destroyed if defile this body, but they don't even know it. Hallelujah. Give us scripture, Romans chapter 8. Let's start from verse 5. He said that. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the spirit, the things of the spirit. For it to be for to be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and what? Peace. Do you know why many Christians are, are dying because they are carnal? You see. Anytime you pray to God and things delay, you turn your back. You go to the arm of flesh and give your solution. Okay? It's like divorce. You've de you see, you have, you, have, you have compromised your consecrated body that you have with God. And the more you do that, you say what? It's death. That's carnality. So to be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is what? Life and peace. That's why I said that if the spirit of Christ that raised from the dead, if it lives inside of me, then it will bring life, not death. But life is in only those who walk in the spirit. Those who see who they are both in spirit and in body and is able to direct their lives according to as the spirit leads. That's for those who walk in the spirit, they are the sons of God. Not those who walk in the flesh. If you walk in the flesh, you want to save yourself. You see, we will not be talking about Daniel. If Daniel was afraid of his life, was afraid to die by the lions, you wouldn't have heard his name. Because even though he saw that the lions were there, he said, I'm still going to pray to my God. This body doesn't belong to me. If the lions kill me, so be it. I've made a vow to my God that I will pray. Nothing should stop me. This is the attitude we should have. You see, live by your vows. You vow that you, 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 you have accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior. You, you sacrifice your body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. But when something happens to that body that you have already sacrificed, then you go to the arm of flesh. You don't go to God. You go somewhere else. It means that you have not fully consecrated your body. So that's why people find your own solutions. It means that you are trying to help your own body, not the body that is blocked to that belongs to God. That's why I tell you I'm not afraid of any sickness, any pandemic. Why? Because this body doesn't belong to me. 
It hasn't. But the person that lives inside of me, when he was living on this earth, he was healing the sick. The hem of his garment alone healed the sick. So I see myself as I, I'm, I'm, I'm housing Christ. So if I'm housing Christ, wherever I go, and you touch my garment, you should be healed. And this, let me tell you, this is it's real. It's for real. It happens. Recently, I was driving just around the Asafu area. Then all of a sudden, I started feeling very dizzy. Dizzy. Driving. So I have to stop in the middle of the road. I started praying in thoughts. Makala bala lo brandala. Lo brandala brandali. I was sweating in the air conditioning. Means I was not feeling well. You see, it's an attack on the body. But when your spirit is alive, when your spirit is alive, that, that life that is in your spirit will suppress the body that is not. <laughs> so people came around the car. People thought I was dead because to stop in the middle of the road and just put your head on top of your steer and pray in thoughts. Like people thought I was dead. But I was not. I prayed in thoughts for like three minutes. Then I came back consciously. And I drove to the office. When I go here, they said, oh, my, my boy, you're not feeling too well. I said, I'm fine. I've prayed. I've prayed. Now, the devil was speaking to me at that time. Go and check your blood pressure. You are, you, you are over 40. Go and check your blood pressure. Go and check your sugar level. That is not my business. Do you know what? The business I know is this. By his stripes, I am healed. I don't need to go and check the authenticity of what Christ has already done for this body. I don't need to go and check medically to see, say, ah, I am passé, a radical so somewhere, and I am bad now, and you are going for medical checkup. See, these things are affront to your consecrated body. It means that you don't even believe that you are healed in the first place. So to be carnally minded, it's dead. So as you keep on doing these things, eh, it becomes a lifestyle. Then when you get to spiritual, you know, you see, it's like divorce. You are a wife. You are a husband. You keep on committing adultery. One day, one day, we're in the bedding. So that's how we are treating Christ. We are committing adultery with our vows with Christ. Actually, it's too little. If it's God, it's God. No matter what. So be it. I die by it. I was surprised. I prayed for a pastor. I'll mention his name. With diabetes. With blood pressure. In fact, this pastor came to my wedding and he nearly collapsed. And I prayed for him instantly and he became alright. And he even gave a testimony. That he still had diabetes and pressure. And I prayed for him. He went to the doctor to check his blood pressure without taking the drugs. It was fine. His diabetes was fine. The next time I saw him, he was still carrying his medicine and still taking it. And I asked him, why are you doing that? And he said, hey. And I said, my uncle, no, I said, stroke to me, I don't mean anything. Now you see, 
to be cunning rather than what? Yeah. This way you will die. Because what makes you think is the medicine that can keep you alive. It's only Christ. He said it quickens our mortal bodies. Quicken our mortal bodies. Elijah can just be walking. And others are on horses. He said, you take the lead. I'm coming. <laughs> and he took the lead. Somebody was walking. Can you imagine? So there's a difference. So the more you do some of these things, the more you, you rely on your arm of flesh. The Bible said, curse is any man that puts his trust in the arm of flesh.
Don't entertain fear because that spirit was never given to us. That spirit was never given to us. To be carnally minded is what death. And the issue for the kakra we are dying spiritually, but we don't know it. Because we, we don't know when to wait for God, wait on God. That Father, I wait on you. No matter what. If you don't come through to me, I, I, I don't even care. See yourself like that. You see, I say, what did you do? You do your best to save it. Yes. If you have to go and steal to get your clothes on, you go and steal. That's why as pastors live in so because sometimes you know ministry, genuine ministry, are not easy to finance it. So they will use Azari. Why? Because they don't even believe that God will be their provider. Because He sent you, He will provide. Even if you don't provide, I'll walk and go and still minister anyway. And you see, that's why the devil also is very smart. When you start a ministry, say you are on fire, they will put so many attacks on you so that you will give up and go to the awkward world and get power from there where you can get a lot of money. And some canal pastors fall to that trick. Why? You don't believe in that God that you serve. You don't believe in that God. If you do, and if you know that the spirit of the living God dwells inside of you. <laughs> you don't care. You don't fear no who. <laughs> you are not afraid. When the can say, I don't fear who. No. I don't fear who. I told you so. I don't fear who. Why should I be afraid? You see, if you try to save yourself, especially if you have cancer, eh? And your only solution is chemotherapy. What chemotherapy, even the side effect alone can kill you. Hmm. So if your hope is in the chemo, know that your, 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 your existence is shaky. You could die. So how about believing in God, Father, no matter what, I'm not going for chemo. I know that you live inside of me. You said you multiply my body and give life to it. If you give life to my body, therefore, cancer cannot live in my body. If you say this, do you think God will give his back on you? No. Because I'm not giving your back on him. And even if God has not healed you from a cancer, die. You see? Die. Die. Knowing that you did not give your back on God. That is a big sin. <laughs> People don't see that as a sin. People don't see that as a sin. And it is. Just ask, when you look at Trim Puna, who's why I'm on your tear? Sanity. Sanity. We go to where we can get the easy way out. My brother and my sister's listening to me right now. I want to inculcate the fear of God inside of you, not the fear of man, not the fear of coronavirus. When the fear of God is active and alive inside of you, let me tell you, there is no way you fear anything. I'm not afraid to shake anybody's hands because I know that what you carry is lower than what I carry. <laughs> because I carry the God. I carry the creator of the universe. I see, I house God the Father. 
I house God the Holy Spirit. I house Jesus Christ. And if I seek your hand alone, what you have, ah, let me share this testimony right now. This evening, this man, this Pekiapi driver, just met me. And he said, hey, you watch it. Now stretch my hands. I said, I'm not afraid to even hold your hand. Yes, the man shook his hand. I don't care where he has come from. I don't care about that. Why? Because what I have is bigger than what you have. We keep saying these things that we don't even understand. The one dwelling inside of me is bigger than who is what? If who is inside of you is greater than who is in the world. Coronavirus is in the world. Somebody bigger is inside of you. And you are running away. And she said, Well, fuck, sometimes I'm just out front and say, Oh, cry now. As she said, We're committing a bigger offense. Because, Oh, big deeper, you know. Next, why is the God that lives inside of you? Where is that God? Where is that God? You see, many medical practitioners have died out of this coronavirus. Many of them. And do you think they didn't hand sanitize? You think they didn't cover themselves? You think they didn't do all that they could? Now, Prince Charles, when you have coronavirus, the Prime Minister of England has no coronavirus. How did they get it? Were they in a crowd? Were they not hand sanitizing themselves? I hope it's in Christ. For those who are, who are believers now, come on, please, show the world that your God is more than able. Show the world that your God is able to do. Show the world that solution only comes from Him. Hey, scientists could do whatever they can, but until God comes in, until God comes in, many will die. Many will die. And this was prophesied way back in 2015. Prophet Emmanuel Makanjiwa, and it's on and, 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 and it's on our Facebook page. You can go and go, 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 go and check it out. Many will die coming from the sea. There's a testimony I'll share later on about this coronavirus thing. I don't know. I don't have the permission yet, but I'll do it at the right time. Where people have gone very so close, taking care of a patient with that, he didn't even know. They thought it was it was. It was, it was a pneumonia. And this person was very close to that person, was the only person taking care of it. She doesn't have it. But the person with it have died. So remember that when there is a shield on your body, it doesn't matter. At the right time, I will review the person. So it is impossible, impossible, I'll use the word again, impossible to carry a person to be infected with a, a deadly disease or a demonic disease from the sea. Unless you are not. That's what I said. If. I like the word. I say if. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Confess. He said, if the spirit of Christ that lives inside of you shall mortify. It's not about confessing who you are. It's about knowing and acting who you are. No, it doesn't live inside of you. Because if indeed it lives inside of you, it gives you some level of boldness. 
that you are not afraid of anything. You are not. Because it's not by your might. It's not by your own power. Me and me yes, I can't. But when the Spirit of God says, I'm alive inside of you, I believe what he said. He said, I'm alive in me. Oh, really? You are alive in me? Oh, therefore, I'm going for it. I'm going for it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. We need to begin to act who we are. We are new creatures. Yes, a few things, and I think I've said in one of our, our in one of our, our meetings here that when John the Baptist was looking for proof that Jesus was the Messiah, it was the thing Jesus was doing: healing the sick, raising the dead, casting the demons, the dead were hearing, and he said, "We too, <laughs> we too." If we believe, these signs shall follow us. So, new creatures, no? we heal the sick, we cast our demons, we raise the dead. New creatures, what can I ball? Snake bit ball. He shook that snake into fire. They were waiting for him to die by the venom of the snake. But he didn't die. He said, I'm worried about me. <laughs> Can you imagine? Where Peter can speak to the sorcerer and said, You shall be blind, you you, you, you son of the devil, and he became blind instantly. That's power speaking. Let's use our power. Don't just go to church. Next minute you give your back to God. I remember something some time back. I went with a team of pastors to go and pray for a cancer patient. And when we got there, I was not the leading pastor. There was, our senior pastor was there. After we had finished praying, the man of God took me to go to the hospital to buy medicine and give it to the, the best they have prayed for. I was like, so why did you have to bring me here in the first place? Two weeks later, the lady died. We have killed her. We didn't help her. You see, we went there, we prayed, but yet we told her, go and rely on this medicine. We have given our back onto God. Why do you have to go and pray in the first place? And they're going to come and draw no Not a whole tunnel. You've made nonsense of your prayers. In fact, I was ashamed to have gone there. But that was sent to me, I don't know what to do now. Therefore, no. I don't believe in that. I believe in the God that we absolutely consecrate ourselves to Him. The God that you say we are not looking left, we are not looking right. We are only looking up to you, the author and the finisher of our faith. I'm only looking up to you. If you're not coming up to me, no, I'm not. <laughs> and I remember when I was sick in bed some time back, about six years ago. When the devil was telling me you cannot walk again, I was lying in bed. 
And I was telling them, well, I'll walk. This is a time where you lie on your bed, you see people shaking your your your, your legs, make it even more painful. <laughs> they said, oh, when I tell me, Harry. And I said, no, 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 I'm going to walk in the name of Jesus. One time I was lying in bed, and the Lord told me, look in the Bible. All those who couldn't walk, what did I tell them to do? And he said, rise up and walk. So why are you still lying in bed? Wow, man, how can I walk? I didn't have a tendon. There was a, a, a long hole at the back of my tendon. Long one where my finger can even enter. How can I even walk? They said, rise up and walk. So I went up. Took first step and I fell down. Took another one and fell down. Painful. But he said, I should walk. So why am I having pain? Does not have to still keep my back on God and say, okay, doctors, come and do the operation because my God is Meanwhile, I've gone to the doctors and I've bragged that my God is going to make me walk. Then you go back to my children. Can you imagine? You see, people are not looking at that. I'm looking at where God has prayed for you. Forget about any other thing. <laughs> I'm not looking up to man. Father, if I don't have money in my pocket, I'm not looking up to you. Hallelujah. <laughs> Let me tell you, if we begin to see God this way, then that new creature in us, we can be easily be identified because one, Yehovah Yehi. Because we will do things others are not doing. Okay, but eventually, when the results are clear, now solutions through you, God will do. Hallelujah. Right. So eventually, I walk. I will fall. But I say, Father, why not cast me until you? I will still walk. I told my son, come and video me. Come and video the steps. My cherry, my come five minutes. Sorry, that was an act of faith, and God was training me through that. That one faith also patience. So you wait. I remember some men of God came to visit me at that time. They said, Oh, you have to visit train, train, four or five months, and then you'll preach. I said, Yeah, and yet didn't change. That's like, nah, 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 nah. That, you see, that doesn't give glory to God. Me, I don't like testimonies and the doctor did this and everything. No, I want a testimony where now I don't take my drugs anymore. Now when I laid hands on, 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 on my forehead, God healed me. This is testimonies. Hallelujah. My brothers and sisters, listen to me right now. Our time is almost up. I want to encourage you, you know, because I'm, I'm, I'm speaking feebles. I'm speaking the word of God. I'm not speaking my mind. I know what the Lord has done. I know what I've seen before my eyes. I know where you're sticking me from. I speak like this. Not because I'm, I'm, I'm anything. I speak like this because I've seen worse things. I've seen worse cases than coronavirus. Worse cases. 
That young girl who was able to hear, there was no cord. It is, it is, there's a link from here to the ears. That's, that's supposed to make her see. And that was created miraculously for her to hear. This God can heal coronavirus. So why should I be afraid? Fear not, my brothers and sisters listening to me. Fear not. Take that fear out. Right now, it's almost becoming an abomination to cough. Abomination to sneeze. Make a crap, make an abomination to have sex with your wife. Because that one is close contact. Yes. You can't even kiss anymore. And I'm happy I heard Donald Trump yesterday. He said, Easter, we'll have it in the church. <laughs> All right. I like that. Have Easter in the church. And people are against that. Oh, then you're going to make everything that we have done. You see, the social distancing is not, it's not a solution. No. It's solving the carnal part of it. But for some of us, what solves our problems is not carnality. What solves our problem is the spirit. Welcome to Love Encounter Faith Work Ministries. I know the Lord has been good to you in every area of your life. At Faith Work, the Lord shall meet your needs according to His riches and glory. Join us this and every Sunday from 10 a.m. for our Sunday service, Wednesday 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. for our deliverance and healing service, and on Friday from 6.30 p.m. for our prayer service. Worship with us and the Lord shall supernaturally turn your situation around. Locate Love Encounter Faith Work Ministries at at Adum Abinchi Market area. You can also reach us on our social media platforms on Facebook and Instagram as Erica Say and Love Encounter Faith Walk and on YouTube as Erica Say and Faith Walk Love. Email us at faithworklove at gmail.com. Call us on 0275-888-888. Love Encounter Faith Walk Ministries.